Welcome to the Housing Literacy Podcast with host Matt Garino, founder of Powerful Homes. Matt's mission is to empower dreams through home ownership. We're here to help. We're going to do this together. And now, Matt Garino. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Matt Guarino. I'm the founder of Powerful Homes and the host of this podcast, which focuses on housing literacy. And the vision of Powerful Homes is to empower dreams through home ownership and to specifically, our mission is to help 10,000 people in the next 10 years buy their first home or the first investment property and create a solid foundation and platform for their lives. So again, those of you who are, are returning, welcome back. So glad you're here. And for those of you, uh, if this is your first time, just a couple of ground rules. One, this is a judgment-free zone. Um, I'm here and doing this specifically for the listeners so that I can hopefully bring you guys some value and uh, give you some the mindset and then some tactics, some specific tactics that you can use right away in your life to um, empower your dreams through real estate. So today's topic, I'm very excited about. I, I, I probably say it once a day, if not many, many times a day, is that um, to look at things in, in the mindset of uh, leaping in order to look. It sounds like a little spin on a, on a, on a thing we've heard a lot of times, um, but basically the, the concept is in order to make our biggest dreams happen, in order for us to uh, go for it in our lives, you know, we have to stop talking ourselves out of it. We have to stop kind of that voice, wherever that came from in our head, to be really careful and look before you leap. Um, so basically, you know, one of the things that it goes back to a quote from uh, JFK that it says that there are risks and costs to action, but they're far less than the long range, long term risks of comfortable inaction. So think about that. Leaping in order to look is basically saying, yeah, there's going to there's going to be some risks. There's going to be some um, you know tough you know things to overcome, but it's far less uh, risky to to do that in our lives than to kind of wait and wait and wait, and then tomorrow never comes and we never do anything about it. So what I'm going to do today in this is really use that uh, JFK quote, the idea that um, action informs strategy versus. The idea that, you know, thinking and thinking and taking, you know, having strategy one day will inform our actions. Flip it around. So um, we're going to go over a few different things. And what I'm going to do is talk about things in my personal life that I've done to kind of show this. One of the things on this podcast also is that everything I'm talking to you about, I've done. And I'm just going to put it out there uh, and hopefully it has some value for you. But to prove that I'm not just regurgitating something I've read or kind of some assembling things from websites and throwing it over the wall to you. I've done all these things. And again, hopefully they inspire you and give you some insight as to things you might be able to do. So the whole idea is that we are enough and now is the time and, and we can do this so we can leap in order to look. Um, so in my personal life, going back to I'll give you the personal story and then I'll kind of weave in the housing literacy, the tactics that we can use with real estate. So when I was younger, I was raised in a very conservative family that said that risk, risk in general wasn't a good idea. Uh, play it safe, be very careful, get a, a job as an employee. There's nothing wrong with that, but it was, it was get a solid job as an employee. I remember asking my dad when I was younger, you know, saying, hey, what do you, what do you think I should do? And he, he said, um, well, I'd go into medicine, law or accounting. And I asked him, you know, is that all they have? 
right? So, so, you know, like any young man, I wanted to please my dad on some level. So I went into accounting. And I also, one of my five sisters had a boyfriend at the time and he was a CPA. And I think I was 13 or 14 years old and he was a cool guy. So I, because between what my dad said and, you know, trying to emulate this, this cool guy in my life, um, I just decided to be a CPA. I really had no idea what that job entailed. I had no idea who I'd be working with or what it was, but I just decided to do it. And so then there I was, I went through college and then I went through um, my early twenties doing that work, um, got married. And I basically, uh, at that time started having this tension that I really wasn't happy with my job. I was happy with everything in my life except for that. And, and I was even working for one of the best firms in the world. So I shouldn't have been unhappy, right? Does anybody ever have that feeling where you're doing something and thinking like, how did I get here? And, and what do I do now? So going back to leaping in order to look, right? So I asked, so the first thing I would say that's to ask yourself, well, there's three things. Ask yourself when, ask for help, and ask great questions. So the first thing was asking yourself when. So the whole notion of leaping in order to look is kind of a timing thing, right? Do I leap now or do I wait? And I would say that, you know, the biggest thing about that is the, the time is always now. It doesn't, you know, I'm in my 50s now, early 50s, and it doesn't get easier. You don't ever get more time. You don't ever lose, for me anyway, lose that 20 pounds or read that magical book that is going to solve it all. So now you can have a perfect try with nothing else, nothing going ever wrong. So part of the, the when, ask yourself when, is flipping it. Because we hear so often right now, especially when we're younger, hey, you got to find your purpose. Find your why. Find your big why. What if you don't know your big why? <laughs> what if you just don't know it, right? And again, this whole podcast today is about leaping in order to look, not looking in order to leap, right? Or, or being careful. So I think that, you know, the when is even more important than why. What, what do I mean by that? I mean that um, in my 20s, I had some tension, that friction around the job I didn't like. And I, I just, I knew that I couldn't wait any longer and I didn't want to wait any longer. I had two young kids at the time. And that was a real spark for me. I was looking at my kids saying, oh my gosh, I'm kind of miserable and I don't want them to catch that vibe from me that I don't like my job or I'm unhappy. So I just, so the first thing is to ask yourself when, and I always would invite you to, to think about now. It doesn't get easier. There's no better time than now. I'm not saying up, you know, up, you know, overturn your whole life and you know, have a big upheaval of everything. And I'm not saying to be reckless. I'm not saying to quit a job and go do something. I'm saying start taking the action. Jump in and start making it happen. So what I did is I, um, you know, so I decided it was it was then, you know, in my late 20s. So the next thing is to ask for help. So ask yourself when, then ask for help. So what I did at that time is I got a career counselor. It's a lot different than today than with the internet that we have now. And you could just, you know, get answers like that. So I found a career counselor, her name was Kay Prince. She put me through a battery of tests and she said, no wonder why you're not happy and you have tension and friction with your career is that you should be an entrepreneur. You should run your own business or you should be in sales at the very least working with people. Um, so I said, okay, so asking for help. And I said, well, what, what do you think I should do? She's like, well, um, maybe take a next step, right? So the, ne the last thing, um, I, I think you you need to do and leap to leap in order to look is to ask great questions. So I asked Kay Prince and we got these these results that said I should do something else. And I knew the time was then. 
So what I started doing is I, what I exactly did is I joined the South Metro Chamber of Commerce. I was, um, I was living in New York at the time. I was working this corporate job. And, you know, when you ask great, great questions, you should think, you know that everything you need to know about the next step in your life, somebody else already knows it and is an expert at it. So think about that again. Let me say that again. Everything we want to do, most likely somebody's done, right? So now we just have to ask, think of some great questions and think of the people. So what I did is I joined the South Metro Chamber of Commerce. It had about 350 people in it. I wasn't even living in New York at the time or living in Colorado at the time. I was living in New York. And every day at lunch during my lunch break, I would go to SUNY Purchase. I'll never forget this because Patrick Ewing and for those NBA fans out there and John Starks were practicing in the gym. The gym door was open and I would sit in a phone booth, if you can imagine, uh, get a roll of quarters and just call people. I'd send, I would send them letters. Everybody in the chamber, uh, South Metro Chamber of Commerce in, De in Denver, which had a lot of entrepreneurs in it and salespeople. And I would say, my name is Matt. I'm in the process of moving to Colorado because Colorado, I decided, was the most entrepreneurial, and it was the most entrepreneurial city in the country. And I want to be an entrepreneur. Do you have a few minutes to, answer, to ask? Um, let me ask you a few questions. So what I found there is you leap in order to look. You decide when. You ask for help. It's amazing how many people want to help you. When you kind of take the mask off, you get really vulnerable and you just stand there and say, um, I wouldn't ask them for an hour of their time. I would just get, ask them three questions. Things like what I asked were, how'd you get started as an entrepreneur? What were your big wins or losses? And what would you say to somebody starting out? And that was it. And I always had a third, fourth question, which was, can I ask you another question in the future if I have any? It was incredible how many people came to help me, leaping in order to look, deciding when, asking for help, having some great questions. People, people went out of their way. You know, the, the CEO of Celestial Seasonings, um, tons of consultants. I even got two or three job offers from that. I ended up taking one of those job offers and moving to Colorado a couple of years later, and I started working in real estate, which brings me to the housing literacy part of this. Um, so applying those things, which I just showed you, I used in my life. I didn't have words for it at the time, but my instinct was you had to leap in order to look. You had to just start and engage in your life fully. So one of the things I'll give you, I'll just give you a quick rundown of chapter seven in my book, Powerful Homes. I talk about this incredibly hard project. So ask yourself when. I was showing my, you know, with my son looking at some colleges in North Carolina. I got a phone call. Don't even know how the guy got a hold of me. And somebody said, I, I've heard about you and I want to sell my property to you. And so I was in North Carolina. I couldn't be there. So what I did is I decided then was the time. So I asked for help. I leaped in order to look at, at this property. I had my whole team go look at it. Chapter seven of the book. It was this quarter house. The ceiling had caved in. There was a tree growing out of the living room. You can't even make this stuff up, right? Insane project. Um, so my whole team went there and they, you know, found that it was an amazing house with great bones on a huge lot in a great part of Denver. So sight unseen, I don't recommend anybody do this. I bought it, but it was 20 of my people looking at it. My All my contractors, all my people. Um, and, then, and then I went on to have the hardest project I've ever done. Remember going back to great questions, you know, I leaped in order to look. I decided I would do this project with this guy. Leaped in order to look. Um, ask, and the questions I was asking, you know, we had so many challenges on that project. 
things like filling in a pool, fixing the roof that caved in, all the rafters, uh, the water, the water infiltration, the mold problems, on and on and on. It took months to do the job, six months to do the job. But here's the thing, engaging at that level with such a difficult project, that messy middle, right? I don't know, sometimes you won't wanna leap in order to look because it gets really hard in the middle. Ask any parent, ask any owner of a business, how's it been in the middle? They would say it's really hard, but they'd also say being an owner, committing, leaping in order to look into your life more fully, owning a property, they, they, I think they would say you learn so much, you pay attention so much more closely when you're an owner. So what happened was I learned the most I've ever learned in my career doing that extraordinarily hard job. The coolest part about it is, you know, as you know, if you've read my book, or if, you, if you haven't, it's Powerful Homes. Um, .org. You, can, you can look at it and grab a copy there. Um, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm just kind of pointing out where it is. But the thing that was so cool is that the owner of that property had so many personal issues. He, he had uh, dementia and his two sons, his two brilliant sons, one lived in Lakewood, Colorado, one lived in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we ended up becoming very, very close. We ended up helping them recover some milling equipment that was in the garage that was worth a lot of money. Um, returning that back to them uh, so they can help pay for their, their, their grandchildren. Um, we had a big reveal sponsored by the Denver Post, how everybody in that process, even the new buyer attended it. So the new buyer attended it, the prior owner attended it. Um, it was just one of the most wonderful outcomes ever. And I learned so much and I think so much good happened, not only for the, the people who bought it and, and, and then I sold it to somebody who then bought it, um, my contractors were moved and inspired by it. Just the ripples of all of that came through leaping in order to look, just like I did when I leaped into a new career and then a new city and, and, and went for it in my life. I learned that there's patterns, there's a mindset that you have, and then you can apply some tactics, which um, you can look in the show notes of this podcast we'll have at the end. We'll have some links to give you additional resources um, but when you, the world kind of conspires for you, around you, if you take the mask off, get vulnerable, get real, and really put your heart out there, really put your, your heart and soul and your guts into what you're doing. Um, and I would, just, I would just say that leaping in order to look in the real estate game is, is one that there's a little bit of a play on words. Leaping in order to look also means you take put something under contract. Just start there. Put a property under contract that you get really real then when you have you know a couple weeks to decide and you don't always have to move forward you know in real estate you take an option when you leap in order to look that you control as a buyer um you're not going to do it falsely but if you don't if you want to back out you can based on your subjective opinion subjective opinion so in the real estate world it's always um makes sense to be bold it always makes sense to go for it and you would be amazed if you did find issues during your inspection, how the seller, you know, often will work with you. Just like when, you know, with my career, I had so many people come out of the woodwork helping me, inspiring me, motivating me to go for it, right? You'll have, when you dive in with, your, with the right intention of trying to be of service to others, trying to improve real estate, improve your life, improve the lives of those around you, amazing things happen. So lastly, when I say when, you know, the first thing is when um, buying a home, buying an investment property is not something I would wait on. 
right? Even if you if you have a whole portfolio of other things like stocks, bonds, um, you know, mutual funds, things like that, you're going to live somewhere anyway. And I, I would encourage you, invite you to really look at the, the benefits of owning real estate and not, not to mention all of the things we've talked about, the ways you grow, the way it transforms you by owning it and leaning into that messy middle and doing difficult things. You start growing, your confidence grows. Then you, you might want to buy another property. And every American can own 10 homes, which is a, a housing literacy moment. Not everybody knows that. So hopefully you find some value in this. I, I really, no matter where you are, what station in life you are, I encourage you to leap in order to look, go grab hold of your life, dig in deeply, ask yourself when, ask for help, ask great questions. And I think you'll find that the world is going to support you and amazing things happen. And as always, I'll, I'll tell you, my name is Matt Guarino. I'm the host of this podcast and the author of Powerful Homes and the founder of uh, the Powerful Homes Foundation. And my number is 303-885-1644. I'd love uh, that if you subscribe to this podcast or if you had any questions or feedback, you can text me, give me a call. If you had questions about this whole idea of leaping in order to look, love to talk to you about it. So see you next time on the podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Housing Literacy Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. And stay connected with Matt Garino by visiting www.powerfulhomes.org.